morning is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 through 16, and you may follow along on page 9 of your worship folder. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. This is the word of the Lord. Now, if you're like me, when you hear that passage uh, and you were in church at some point in your life, you probably begin to think of songs that have to do with light, uh, in particularly one that we learned as children, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bushel. Thank you. (laughs) No! Right? Won't let Satan hit out, blow it out. Now, I'm also a child of the 70s, a teenager of the 80s, a youth minister of the 90s. And so I also remember the great Queensland Christian band Newsboys who came out with a song called Shine. And the chorus says, shine, uh, show them what you've got, let them uh, know that they are not, or let them wish that they were not on the outside looking board, shine, uh, shine your good works before all men, so they'll see, or shine before all men, they'll see your good works, and then they will glorify the Lord. Excellent chorus, terrible lyrics. I went to look at that this week thinking, oh, maybe I'll just quote the whole song. It's really cool. Maybe play it. They are absolutely poor theologically and caring for humanity. They are awful lyrics. However, the chorus is excellent because it's showing us what this passage is saying, that we're supposed to shine, that we are lights That it is the essence of light, is to shine, to do something beyond itself, to to bring light to bear. It is active and moving, and in particularly, shine so that people will see our good works. That's how we shine. So what does that have to do with the church? Well, the church is light. That's what Jesus says here in the Sermon on the Mount. Last week he said that we were salt, and this week he's saying to us that we are light. And in that, then there are, I think, three things that we do as that light, that is the church. We reveal, and we guide, and we welcome. And so the first thing we do is we reveal. We shine forth and show that there is something different than the brokenness of the world. We shine and we show that there is a different way to engage in the brokenness of the world. We shine and we reveal that there is something that is bigger than even our own desires, and that is God. Here in September, the um, 
royal show will begin in Claremont. And what is really cool for me, and I, I love these lights, I, I almost want to buy these for the church and put them out on uh, our, uh, our session nights, is those big gigantic spotlights that kind of sit on trailers that push up into the air really high so that no matter where you're at, you can see that shining bright light going up into the air. It's amazing. And what it does is it reveals that there is something going on there. There is a place that is happening. There's something. And the cool thing about light, especially when it's set into darkness, is it is in revealing, it's where everybody's eyes begin to look to. There's a place called Carlsbad Caverns in the States. And we have caverns down south here that you go into underground. Um, I no longer can do that because of uh, my personal vertigo issues that when I get into a space that's like that, I just start going, whoa. So I no longer can experience this. But in Carlsbad Caverns, you go into this one particular area and they have lights the whole way, right? So that you don't fall and go into the bottomless pit. Not really bottomless, by the way, but that's what they call it. And once you get in there, the, the park ranger, the guide, shuts off the lights. And you can't see a thing. Nothing. It is scary. And then all of a sudden, he turns on a little torch, a little flashlight. And there's this little light just up there, just right there. And... 99%, because I'm sure there's some psychopaths there, but 99% of everybody's eyes go right to that light. And then slowly they begin to turn on all the other lights and it reveals the majesty of where you're at. And they turn on more lights so that you can see even more clearly this place that you are and the beauty that is this cavern that's underground. So the church is the light that reveals. See, we know God. Those of us who are part of the church and in Christ, we, we understand that in this world there is something majestic and beautiful, that all of creation sings out God's praises, and that yes, in the midst of the darkness, in the midst of its fracturedness, in the midst of its brokenness, that God is still glorious and majestic, and that as that light we reveal it to those around us. But more than just reveal it, we also are the light that guides, that guides people to this God that is pursuing them and loves them. That we walk in that light. When we pack up our girls to go to camp, we always are required to have them have a torch so that at night they can make sure they don't get lost on the way from where they're camping to the toilet that they need to go to. Because in the darkness, it's hard to find your way. And so the light guides them to where they're going. The same is true about that big spotlight, right? It's so big that you want to go find it. And by looking at it and seeing where it's at, you finally move your way, guiding you to that place. So as the light, we are also those who walk along with people that we don't let them stay in darkness, that we don't let them be lost, that we don't operate in a way that says, oh, it's okay that you're there and we're here. We can't help but move towards them. 
And then the next thing is that we welcome. In this passage, he says, no one hides their light. Instead, they put it in a stand and it gives light to what? The whole room. In giving light to the whole room, it is a welcoming place, a place where people can come and sit, a people where, uh, that can come and then see each other face to face so that they can know one another. And so the church is a place that is welcoming, a, a place that says, we want to see and know you. We want to behold who you are because you hold the glory of God yourself. And in doing that, we want to help you see that and know who it is. And so it's a place of warmth and a place of care and a place of welcome. Not a place that is othering. A place that says, oh, you're not quite ready. But a place that gathers in. I think one of the most interesting things about this, in this sermon, Jesus says, You are the light of the world, speaking to the church, to his people, those who he's called to himself. And in John, we see Jesus saying, I am the light. Before that, in Isaiah 42, God proclaims that he is sending the one who is the light to the nations, referring to Jesus. So here in this place, Jesus, who is the light of the world, says, I am the light of the world and you are the light of the world. It reminds us that we, in fact, today as the body of Christ are the body of Christ, tangibly present in the world, that we become his hands and his feet As our dear friend Stephen Rarig would say, we become Jesus with skin on in this place. That's kind of gross, actually. It's a little bit to think about. But we are those who are that light. In John 9, after Jesus has said in John 8 that he is the light of the world, he heals a blind man. And that blind man is healed. He says, Rabbi, um, and then the disciples asked Jesus, this is in 9 verse 2, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents? And Jesus answered them, it was not that this man sinned or his parents, but it's the work of God might, it's that the work of God might be displayed in him. We must work the works of him who sent me while it is day. He's saying, Jesus is saying, God sent me to do this. So while I'm here, I'm going to do this and you must do it too because night is coming when no one can work. Then he says this interesting phrase, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. Jesus is still in the world. So the work of God is still going on because we are the light of the world. We join with Jesus. Now, Jesus, the God-man, 100% God and 100% man, the one who died on the cross to make it possible for us to be light, the one who rose to new life so that we can be new living creatures in that light, 
The one who has ascended into heaven, who is building and waiting for us to come. Just still another audio adrenaline song. A big, big house. Right? That Jesus elevated as Christ ruling over all. Yet saying, I'm not gone because you are the light of the world. Implying that we are his body. That we are those who work in that way. So why do we need the church then? Do you need the church? Well, absolutely. Because here's the thing. If we're light and we're shining into something, that means that something is darkness. It's distinctly different than who we are. That means that if you are walking in Christ and you are the light, the church is the light, then you and I are different than the world. Not weird, although some of us are. We are different, distinctly different. We engage in brokenness differently. We engage in celebration differently. We walk with people differently. We long for ourselves differently. We are not those who are in darkness. We are the light. And it is hard to be different. Inevitably, as someone who is different, you will begin to feel like an outcast. And there's two things that can happen when you feel like an outcast. The first thing is you can shore up all of the self-determination you have in that and begin to believe that you're just better than everybody else. Right? You look out and you go, I'm different and that's okay because I'm actually smarter, better, wiser, more righteous than anybody else. They've not figured out what I've figured out, and it's okay that they're calling me and putting me outside of themselves because I wouldn't want to be a part of that group anyway. We do that to protect our own hearts in that because we don't want to be hurt. Or the second thing that can happen is we can lose our distinctive difference we can go, it's hard to be an outcast. It's, it's not fun to be one who's on the outside looking in. And so it's easier for me then to compromise a little bit, to become just a little bit more like that darkness. And so we begin to shed our light just a wee bit so that we might be accepted by some of those folks that we actually want to be accepted by. That's why we need the church. Because one light by itself, while it can shine, it's much like a candle that will flicker and can go out. Or it's like a candle who can just sort of pour over <laughs> and get all over the place in a mess. But together, we're able to encourage one another to remain the light, to not get over arrogant in our own self-assurance that we've got it right and not to compromise where we might feel like, if I do just a little bit, I'll be accepted. We need each other to walk along and say our distinct difference is the thing that God has made us to be in order to reveal his glory, to guide people to it, and to welcome them in. 
And it's because Jesus did that. Jesus is the light who reveals God's glory, who guides us through his death and resurrection and welcomes us into his family so that we can be who God has created us to be as his church. So what does that look like for Fremantle Church? Well, that means that we speak into each other's lives. That means that when we begin to compromise because we want acceptance, because we begin to feel like outsiders, that we speak in. That we say, hey, wait, you're light. Don't be darkness. You are one that is distinctly different in order to bring God's glory to bear. That means that we study God's word together in groups and we proclaim it out on Sunday mornings so that we know what it's like to be light. Uh, practically, if you want to be light, live like Jesus. <laughs> if you want to live like Jesus, get into the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. So you'll know what he did and how he acted. That he ran to those who were in need. That he loved those with uh, absolute abandon. That he walked with people to bring them back to who he was and the right way of living. So at Fremantle Church, we do that. We stick to the word. Not because we're like, this is the most important thing. It's because it points us to the most important thing, which is Jesus. But without it, we'd be hard-pressed to know it. The other thing that I think that we do well is we shine a beacon. <laughs> we're very much like that gigantic um, spotlight. Now, some of you out there are thinking, wouldn't it be cool if we could put like a Batman thing on it and it would go up like that? We've got something so much more powerful than Batman. We're that. I think Fremantle Church does an excellent job of shining God's light, his compassionate mercy into the community of Fremantle. That, that there are people that you will never meet who know Fremantle Church as a place that loves Fremantle. And we only are able to do that because we have the light of Jesus. And there are those who sniff around, who say, I I'm in the darkness, but there's something shining over there. And I want to get to it. And so that's kind of how we do that in our individual lives and beyond. I worked really hard to try and think of a way to end this sermon well and put a really good bow on it. But to be honest, it's been a long week. <laughs> so let me just say this. You are the light of the world. Do your good works not to gain acceptance, but because you are the light of the world. So that people will see the God who loves them steadfastly. And they will be drawn to him. Let me pray. 
Let anything that's been said today bring glory and honor to you. And if it doesn't, let it go away from our minds and our hearts so that we can't remember it. And let us bring glory to you and do the works that you have laid out for us to do. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Let's stand and respond in singing.